What is that god-awful sound? <laughs> it's more about what is that amazing smell? Oh, right. That amazing <laughs> god-awful sound. <laughs> it's not so god-awful when we do it every morning. Uh, the sound, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's, but it, it probably sounds pretty god-awful on the the podcast. Well, at least to start the podcast. We're just jumping into what we're drinking this morning. <laughs> we're uh, drinking. I'm all kinds of embarrassed right now. We're drinking coffee, coffee. with nothing in it. Yeah. Straight black coffee. As God intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, out of our Jura that we work really hard to keep on this trip. You know, we it have takes up a lot of space. We have done a lot of things on this trip in this vessel of ours to make sure we could have that Jura <laughs> coffee maker. Yeah, not just the Jura, but to have freshly roasted coffee beans. Yeah. So all the time. yeah. So. You know, we're doing a, a morning recording this morning. A morning recording this morning. Is that something? <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, the fact that we do them in the morning isn't something. The fact is that what makes this one different <laughs> is that we're actually drinking coffee instead we of always, We always have plans to record Wednesday nights and release Thursday mornings. It just seems like something always comes up. Well, and then we, we end up recording on Thursday we're not always predicting our travel, or even if we are predicting the travel, we're not always predicting how the setup will go or how the site will go. Some places we get to and it didn't work. It, you know, that site won't work, so we have to, you know, go somewhere else. So, right. Yeah. Uh, because travel's a big part of <laughs> getting yeah. from, yeah, well, of course it is. We live on the road. So it's kind of like, I mean... Like we had not to get too far away from coffee. I want to talk about coffee I know, more. Because I don't want um, mine to get cold. In fact, let's go back and talk about coffee more. Well, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. drink coffee. Here, yeah, cheers. cheers. Cheers to, to our coffee. black coffee with no liquor in it. <laughs> I wish ah. you guys could smell this coffee. If anybody has had Casey's a coffee. Casey's premium roast. <laughs> we we've had two two uh results from your coffee. We've had people who absolutely love it. And then other people that were like, it's not dark enough for me. I, I really prefer a dark roast. I want more caffeine. I want <laughs> right. I, I want the, you know, just the real punch of coffee. And I'm like, you want acid. You want acid. You want charcoal. Char. <laughs> <You> want, <laughs> this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody out there that prefers dark French roast, oily, black charcoal beans uh you're fucking stupid <laughs> oh my gosh this is one of those hills i will die on <laughs> you don't know the first goddamn thing about coffee that's what i'm gonna start this off with. okay no 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 there's one worse there's one worse um when we went sailing oh yes we had all the amazing drinks and food and everything that we could ask for right uh but what we didn't have was good coffee. Oh, we did not. No, <laughs> it was Folgers every morning. Oh yeah, but you know, you just get it down, and then you move on to party drinks all day. <laughs> you know, but I gotta say, I mean, there's like there's drinkable bad coffee, and then there is undrinkable bad coffee. Mm -hmm. it, it just tasted like Denny's coffee. Folgers is like drinkable bad coffee. Like it's just 
all right, this is Folgers, and you just drink it. Yeah. The the worst kind of bad coffee. Something just came to mind mid sentence right now. I'll come back to it. In a <laughs> I saw second. your eyes like go off to the side. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, he had another. Oh thought. shit! I shouldn't have said you're fucking stupid. Anyway, <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. Can you put a little bleep in there? <laughs> no, because it's the. I don't care that I said fucking. I care that I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you care that you said stupid. <laughs> yes, I know. Anyway. now i'm like i am thinking of the people that i know that really like i know and they're not that they're not that no you're not stupid i'm sorry Uh, you're you're i don't know the right way i don't know how to fix this now and i'm not gonna edit it out because we don't do that even when i make horrible mistakes so i will just uh pull it back in a little bit and i will say I don't get you. (laughs) 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 Which, in today's world, usually interprets to, I think you're fucking stupid. You know, (laughs) whether it's religion or politics or whatever else. I I don't get you equals you're fucking stupid. And I don't want to be that person. So I'm taking it all back now. And I'm just saying, I don't understand why you like dark, oily, acidic charcoal coffee. (laughs) So my my life coaching services are paying off then? Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are NLPing me into a new zone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I do find it interesting. We'll get back to coffee here in a second. But yeah. I saw a meme recently about, you know, stop calling, um, stop saying you hate humans. You're one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I don't always like how I act either. Right. So I don't always love me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, you know, the reason why we're such coffee snobs is because I roast all my own coffee. Mm-hmm. So I roast all all our coffee. Um, I really don't roast it for anybody else anymore. I used to roast it for other people. But and, you're, uh, I you're even one sold pound it for a little while. Yeah, yeah, your one pound roaster just can't keep up with right. that kind of thing. And I've given it as gifts a couple of times, you yeah. know, recently. Okay, but... so so we go on the road. This yeah. is um, criteria. We This is exposing yes. our value systems here. We Very have, much so. <laughs> we have to have a place for the Jura. So basically, it's a really high-end... Um, well, it basically pulls a puck and gives me an Americano every morning. People don't know what a puck is. Okay. Well, then they're going to have to go <laughs> dive down that rabbit hole. Now. <laughs> it doesn't pull a puck. You don't even know what a puck is. <laughs> don't. You can't do things that people can't hear. If you're going to give me the finger, you actually just have to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> Continue on, please. Thank you. Um, and we needed to accommodate the roaster so we could continue to have coffee. That's right. There's two reasons for this. One is the quality of the coffee at all times. Yes. Um, we really didn't want our Jura clogged up with oily beans. So buying them all the time. Yes, we can buy nice you know, beans the way right. we like them roasted, right. but you're going to pay a premium for that. And we weren't really interested in paying, you know, close to 20 bucks a pound for coffee because we drink a lot of it. Yeah. So roasting allows us to to basically pay what per pound? About six bucks a pound. Yeah. Yeah. So when all is said and done, shipping and everything else, maybe seven bucks a pound. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can 
I mean, you can buy coffee for, you know, six, seven bucks a pound at a lot of places. It's going to be general beans that come from wherever that are all mixed together, roasted in one batch, and they roast until they're burned. And I'm not saying burned like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm over-exaggerating burned. No, I'm talking about black char. The, the, it tastes like if you take a... If you take like a French roast coffee bean and you pop it in your mouth, it will taste like you're chewing on charcoal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's it's charred and uh, and it's all oily, too. If you ever go to, you know, next time you go to Starbucks or a coffee shop and they they use a French roast bean. So a dark roasted, you know, black bean. Look at their their coffee, uh, their bean holder um, container on top of the their machines they use. They'll it'll they'll be beans like sliding down the side because they're like it's all oily in there and all that kind of stuff. That oil is where all the flavor comes from in coffee. And so when you when and it's and as soon as it's exposed to oxygen, it begins to deteriorate almost immediately. So this is why when we roast our beans, uh, when I roast our beans. <laughs> um, uh, we d- I don't roast it to a point where the the bean breaks down and the oil leaks out. If the oil leaks out, well, that means it's starting to deteriorate, and then it'll it, it goes rancid. I mean, there's this is these are technological terms in the coffee roasting yes. world. It goes rancid, and then you uh, you you throw that into your you know your coffee maker or whatever, grind it up, throw it in your coffee maker, and you're you're. I mean, literally drinking rancid oil from coffee beans. Yeah. Other- so if if you like that, yes. I don't get you. <laughs> Especially after that description, you're like, mm, rancid coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a purpose for a French roast uh, bean, right? It's in an espresso. I don't. I remember. You no. guys talking? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was a there reason. There is no purpose for it. The only purpose for it is to is to like blend all the coffees together and get um, one uniform taste. Yeah. So and this, so, but we use single origin, so we only have one flavor profile in right. any pound of beans that we do. Yeah. So when I ro- I'm pulling, I'm roasting a Costa Rican coffee. I'm roasting a Brazilian. I'm roasting an Ethiopian, a Kenyan, or you know wherever else it may be. Um, that's that's the bean. That's the only bean that's in there. It came from one farm. <laughs> it came from one area, um, and that's part of how where I source my beans from. To the company I source my beans from, and then I roasted to the point where they're. A green bean is kind of fibrous, you know, and so I roast it to the point where it's no longer fibrous, where it actually can grind rather than pulp, and then uh, and and then I stop right there, and so all the oil is still encapsulated within the bean, but then when that comes out, you're only getting the taste of that bean. So, so every time I roast a batch of coffee, if it's a different varietal, you're going to have a different flavor to that that you can mm-hmm. really taste, and you taste the coffee itself. You taste the the individual the variety. Yeah. yeah. If I go to Costco and I buy five different bags of beans, you know, on their shelf and they're all French roasted, I, I'm going to have different, I'm going to have some different subtle flavors that come through. And so people say like, 
I like so-and-so's bean, or I like, I like the San Francisco bean, or I like the Starbucks bean, or I like the, you know, whatever else it may be, right? But that the subtle varietal it, it, that you're going to, the subtle taste of the varietal that you're going to, that you're going to have between each one of those is going to be just vastly overwhelmed by charcoal taste. That's the taste that you're going to taste on top of everything <laughs> that goes, that goes through one of those. And that will be consistent for every single one. So when this is, I just like, I just like hardcore nerded out, nerded out over coffee right now. But, but uh, um, I do have a question though. If, if you oops. roast lighter, like you do, um, for those reasons, yeah. Um, and you're blending beans, you're looking for serv- certain profiles that will blend well together and that actually taste good together because not all the beans will taste well together. Um, yeah. So is that what I understand? So uh, if you go to a premium here's, roaster, here's what I would say. I would say there are, there are roasters who do that. There are some who do it well. And then there are some who I, are probably just doing it because that's what you do. It's a blend, you know, it's their house blend or whatever else. And then they can uh, I don't write get all into the it. profiles on it. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that because I am one. I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm not, I, d- I don't care enough <laughs> to get into trying to create certain mm-hmm. flavors and that sort of thing. I'm a, I was going to say, I'm a purist, <laughs> but I kind of am. <laughs> I'm a purist in that when I get a bean, I want to know what that bean tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and so I'm not, yeah, I'm not really so- interested in creating a recipe with it. I just like, I'm not, I'm just, I just want to taste it for it. So there, there have been times where we run out of green beans before mm-hmm. um, the new batch comes in, and you have you go and you buy some somewhere. Sure. Um, you know specifically for Spokane, whose beans do you like there? Oh, there's great roasters in Spokane. So uh, Indaba is a great roaster. Lots of people know about it. They've been around for a long time. Uh, Ladder Coffee is a great roaster. They've been doing it for a very long time. Oh, well, he's been doing it for a, a, a long time, I believe, on his own. The Their shops are new within the last, I would say, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've taken off. They've done wonderful. Um, let's see. Who else there? Uh, I'm totally blanking on it. And I can um, first have coffee um, is a coffee shop. And the owner of the coffee shop is a roaster, and I'm totally forgetting her name, and I'm forgetting the name of her roastery. Is she the one who ran with us in the running groups? No. Oh. Uh, she does. Uh, God damn it! I can't. I I hate that I'm forgetting this right yeah. now. Anyway, uh, she uh, she does a lot of commercial coffee roasting, and I don't care for that. But then she also does like premium roasting mm-hmm. and you know, like more of like a house roastery. Um, and so she has that available. Those she she does very, very well with. So she kind of like, but but I kind of respect that because she kind of gets both of it. She gets like, yeah, commercially, you don't like do you know, small batch coffee. roast artisan yeah. coffees. Not everybody appreciates it. No, they you want just, their stuff. You, no, you got to, you got to, Throw it all in. You got to roast big batches at a time, that sort of thing, and because that's where the the money mm-hmm. is selling to hotels and restaurants yeah. and you know that kind of stuff. So, anyway, um, and I ju- I think I just read recently <clears throat> within the last couple of weeks that Indaba just uh, walked away with some pretty big awards. 
Yeah. No, uh, they're Bobby absolutely knows what yeah. he's doing. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would kind of, you know, there, there used to be, uh, another roaster in town, but, uh, but he closed up shop. And so, um, but he had good coffee too. Um, but I would say those are like my go-tos. Um, mm-hmm. and so, uh, yeah, anyway, we should stop talking about coffee. I think we, you know, this might be like blah, blah, for some people, they might just know, not coffee give a shit. like the water. So. Breakfast water. Breakfast water. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely counted it. Yeah, people say, no, coffee dehydrates you. It doesn't, actually. It's liquid. Now, you might have to pee more, and that will dehydrate you. <laughs> but it's not the coffee that's dehydrating you. <laughs> it does make you poop more. <laughs> so, well, it can get that going, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so that's what we're drinking this morning. <laughs> but it is super important to us while we're on the road too. That, like, yeah, I carry a a bin just for my coffee roaster and mm-hmm. coffee supplies and all that kind of stuff. And and then I pull it out about once a week or so and and uh, and roast up another batch of coffee. And you know, yeah. Um, we're out of green beans currently. I just roasted the last batch of green beans. <laughs> so, um, and so but I only get one cup on this podcast. I've ordered more, done. but they're gonna they're not gonna show up till Spokane. So, um, yeah. we're gonna have to get back to Spokane to to pick them up. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, I'll have to you know buy some. But there are you know we're gonna be going through the you know, Portland area and. Uh, there are great roasters in Portland because, yeah. of course, it's, you know, there's lots of great roasteries yeah. and, and great coffee in, in Portland. So I'm not worried about it at all. So blah, blah, blah. Well, and one more thing on coffee. When, oh, I, was, okay. when I was in Tanzania. If you must. When I was in Tanzania, um, which uh, I don't know if you've actually purchased beans from Tanzania itself before I went. I'm trying to think. But I, you, I I'm not but you did sure. Kenya, which... Is in the yeah, uh, yeah. same region. Yeah, but, done lots of Kenya. Um, but I had the chance to um, actually uh, roast the beans with one of the local. Um, uh, well, he's a he's a it's what it's equivalent to like a bed and breakfast that we would have here, yeah. and he had gardens and coffee plants and everything. And so um, we went out and saw the whole process from picking the cherries to. You know, drinking the cup of coffee it was pretty fun. Yeah, and you didn't say that it was on a coffee farm. That's what you well, didn't say. Well, he, he <laughs> wasn't a full coffee farm, but he did have, I mean, he was a farm of a lot of things. And um, he did have coffee, but he was right at the base of Tanzania, or I mean, um, Kilimanjaro. Right. So um, anyway, we, we got to roast those. So I came home, like, I hardly brought back any souvenirs, but I my bag you was back full coffee. of coffee. <laughs> and, um, and some green beans, too. Not from him. Well, but, yeah. yeah, and in another place, Gibbs Farm, um, that I went to, I was talking with the the guy who ran the whole place. And, um, that you know, this was kind of, you know, fascinating. You've bought coffee from all over the world, beans right. from all over the world. So he went and got me several pounds of just green beans and sent them home with me so... Because they usually sell them roasted already. Yeah. And um, so that was really fun. So that you could, like, you usually go, you have one person between you and the coffee farm. Yes. And um, so for me to bring home those green beans was just like that one step right closer. Right from the coffee farm. Yeah. yeah. So. Which has always been a dream of mine to yeah. go visit coffee farms 
and then, you know, buy beans from them to roast yeah. on my own. Yeah, yeah, that would just be unreal. So to cap all of this off, I once again apologize for saying if you like French roast coffee, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> They're not listening anymore, it. honey. You no, lost them in the first few seconds. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to apologize. They're not here anymore. <laughs> anyway, I think I've fixed that, though. I've fixed it. <laughs> now we can move on. Nobody's offended anymore. <laughs> I'm almost out of coffee. Well, you know, I. so this is the other thing, too, is <laughs> to keep going on coffee, even though we say we're, <laughs> we're going to stop. Gonna... Since I've been roasting my own coffee, I drink a lot less of it. And it's not yeah. because I don't enjoy it as much. It's like drinking a craft beer. It's got a lot more punch to it. So it does. A uh, more caffeine. lighter roasted coffee has higher caffeine content than dark roasted coffee. People think the opposite. They think, no, no, I want all that. It's got to have dark roast. I want to take because it tastes robust and bitter and dark and you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It must have more caffeine. It does not. So you actually like burn the caffeine out of it. And so lighter roast coffee has more. So I do about three cups a day um, and where I used to be a pot a day kind of person. And if I do much more than that, I get the caffeine jitters big time. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so like I said, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, drinking craft beer. Um, I don't guzzle six packs of, of craft beer. I drink one, you know, and right. then I'm like, ooh. I feel, I feel full, you know, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but I'm, cause I drink it more. I drink for the taste. I drink for the experience. I drink not for the quantity. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Now we're officially moving on now. Okay. So <clears throat> where are we? First of all, we should, <laughs> we okay. forgot yeah. to talk about that. Um, we were in the mountains when we recorded last time on last episode. I'm starting um, to lose track of where we yeah, were. <laughs> cause we move a lot. And we have since moved back to the coast again. So we are uh, just outside of Tillamook, Oregon, which Tillamook is, of course, famous for the, the Tillamook Creamery and Tillamook Cheese. We weren't and... in the forest last time we recorded. Remember? The cowboy. We were. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We were in a park. and then, Oh, that's right. Then we went up into the forest. Forest. Yeah. For like four days and just, and completely secluded. Didn't didn't yeah. see another vehicle. It, didn't for four days. Didn't dark see another human like being. that in a long time. Yeah, ago. yeah. I of course love that. You yeah. I, could I, give or take. Well, I mean <laughs> more take more give. I think oh. I just need it. I need it broken up. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's great. We get a lot yeah. done, but we tend to. We tend to hunker down inside and not be outside very much, which is weird. Yeah. Um, well, and I th- it's not that weird. It, it's it's kind of broken in us a little bit. But when we get like isolated like that, where we're not moving for like four days, we go into work mode and we can work 12, 14 hours in a day yeah. and, you know, and just not even hardly look yeah. up. Um, and, you know, we stop to eat and, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's just kind of like, we just, we're mm-hmm. in that zone, 12 to 14 hours, 10 to 12, yeah. eight to 10, six hours tops. <laughs> anyway, Whatever we go into, need, we babe. go into, we go into work mode is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So we don't get out and we don't, we don't play. And whereas when we're, when we're back in a park, you know, that we stayed last night, um, just for one night here and, uh, um, it's I'm nice because we can remember the dump name of this one is it's uh, something 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 state Cape, park. Cape. Oh yeah, 
I want to. I keep wanting to say Cape Fear because of the Robert De Niro oh. movie, but it's not that. <laughs> Cape Cove or something like that. Yeah. Um, state. We should know these things before we start recording. Uh, but uh, but it's it's a beautiful park. Um, yeah. And, uh, and that's really nice, actually. Yeah. But there I would are come people back and stay here. everywhere, which is you know very different from the the woods. Woods. Yeah. Um, last night, or not last night, the night before last, we stayed at the Blue Heron French Cheese Factory. <laughs> um, not factory, store. <laughs> Realize they don't actually make They're any not, of their uh, own they cheese. They don't make their own cheese. Okay, so I was thinking this could be a road story, but I just go ahead. We're here. Go ahead no, and share. Okay. Are, are you gonna? Sh- is that going to be your road story? What one? The conversation you had with her about no, their cheese? No, that wasn't going to be my my road story. Oh, okay. <laughs> my road story is about the old farts. <laughs> the old farts? In the Mexican restaurant. Uh, okay. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. See, I already start forgetting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you had this conversation with the lady in the store. We were looking for, when we arrived, we wanted to have, you know, brie and or some kind of cheese and yeah. salami and crackers and wine and just, like... yeah end the day that way and we had a really hard time finding any cheese that wasn't Tillamook or or I mean there was any, lots there of, was lots of different lots brands. Of other brands and only one, one. blue heron branded yeah. you know wheel of brie so you like, asked her like do you have any more blue heron you know cheeses and she's like well there's more flavors of the brie I'm like, no, <laughs> I was like not. do you only make brie and she's like well we actually don't make it at all and I'm like, well, then who does? <laughs> You're the Blue Heron <laughs> Cheese Factory. And she's like, mm. <laughs> she's like, we uh, we know where to buy good brie. And then we put our label on it. <laughs> she's like, but we don't actually make our own cheese. And Same goes, with their wine. Yeah. She's like, but. We have lots of Tillamook cheese here. <laughs> and we had just come from the Tillamook Cheese Factory yes. because we were like, they have this amazing uh, um, mac and cheese oh, in so their good. little yeah. food court area. Um, and you wanted cheese curds. So we stopped yeah. there for lunch. Not to mention their pizza was pretty fucking awesome, too. Yeah. Partially because they put like quadruple t- cheese on cheese it because it's a cheese factory. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go from... The Tillamook Cheese Factory over to Blue Heron. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was, it's a cool little place. It's just, if you're going there thinking you're going to another cheese factory, you are not. They have a serious harvest host um, set up there. Yeah. They can, yeah, they can, they could do 30 people there easy. Yeah. And um, so I have a feeling that this is how they keep their store open is <laughs> they the have harvest right. right. <laughs> so. so anyway, that's where we stayed the other night. And then, uh, yeah, so we're over here on Cape whatever state park in, you know, just out of Tillamook. And uh, and it's beautiful. We're getting ready to head down the coast. We're going to, um, well, we'll talk about where we're heading, you know, at the end. Yeah. Um but uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of, we've just kind of been hopping around a little bit. We try mm-hmm. to try to get those stints where we stay put for a yeah, while. Um, a well, I remember we did do a bunch of recording in the mountain, but it was for your My other podcast, podcast mm-hmm. and and some other projects you were working on. So anyway, I wanted to share um, a new possible income. Oh yes, revenue. Yes. No, this is very interesting to me. Actually, yeah. Um, 
So I got this um, from our Getting Lost With You Instagram, mm -hmm. a private message. Um, now, this is an Instagram account that you and I share. We're both yes. on it. Yes, we are. But so I'm, I'm not sure who this is addressed to. I'm, I'm, I'm going with me, <laughs> but I would like, I would like to use you. That's what I would like to do. You need to listen to my podcast. Um, okay, here's what it says, and I'm gonna read it just like it's written verbatim, yes. as they say. Hello, pretty heart emoji. <laughs> it's definitely me. <laughs> I so pretty. <laughs> I'm just going to keep commenting, but you got to keep reading. Oh, my God. I don't see you get like this very often. You can't even breathe. Oh, my God. Okay. It's, it's really because when this came through this morning, we're like, stop talking. Stop talking. We have to stop talking about this right now. We cannot talk about this. We have to talk on the podcast only. Okay, I cough so, when I start. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Start. Start mm. from the. Start from the beginning again. <laughs> we got so far, but start from the beginning I, again. My glasses are fogged. <laughs> you have to read it. It won't be the same if I read it. Oh, gee, and there comes the coffin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm turning Excuse away me. from my mic when you cough. I don't know why I, I hope doing, I didn't I don't know accidentally I text him back. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, because we have okay. to formulate our plan here. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take a short break right now to collect our shit. Okay, so, you know, while we've been collecting our shit here from the last segment, we thought we'd just take just a moment because I, I do want to talk about your, uh, you've got a new Mm -hmm. launch coming so yeah um and i would i would love to hear more about it <laughs> and, and i say that because you know like uh, i'm hearing about stuff all the time but we don't necessarily sit down and you just explain it to mm -hmm. me it's kind of like you talk as things are yeah. coming together so this will be good for me too but also anybody else might you know uh, someone else might be interested yeah well it's actually it's a new offering it's not um you know, a group experience like I've had in the past. Yeah. Um, this is, of course, with your Jessica Travis Life mm -hmm. coaching. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's called Immersive Breakthrough. So what we do is um, we plan a specific kind of um, breakthrough uh, through two sessions. So the first um, session is about 90 minutes, and we do a deep dive. That's why it's called Immersive, into who you are and what what particularly what problem you're bringing to the table that you want coaching on and then um, we go through that and then 
I plan a specific type of um, breakthrough for you. And, um, and then we come back together for a three-hour call. And at the end of that three-hour call, you know, we're, we're looking to just kind of obliterate this problem that you brought to the table. Um, so it's, a, it's kind of a, a fast-paced but um, very deep uh, dive into resolving something um, that's going on in your life. Um, and there's a lot of things that we can we can do within that yeah, container. Yeah. So, so it's very targeted and it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than like a shotgun approach of, how are you feeling today? <laughs> it's a very laser focused. Let's identify a problem you want yeah. to overcome and let's deal with that problem right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, other formats that I have are are created because there's a community. Um, aspect to it that's important um, as you work th- through different um, yeah. different things. But um, for this one, we're looking at identifying um, one thing that's got you stuck somehow in life, yeah. you know. And yeah. um, <clears throat> this is going to allow me also to kind of broaden who I can work with. Um, so it's not just um, the conversation of you know, either religious deconstruction or, um, or just the conversation with women and women's, um, issues in life and things that we go through specifically. This, um, allows me to look at everything from, from those things all the way through to, um, athletes training, uh, for, you know, races or, uh, events, competitions to, um, workplace wanting to up-level, that uh, opportunity for promotions or roles within your workspace um, to relationships and uh, specifically targeting, um, you know, whether it's a a couple's relationship or family relationship. So there's a lot of, uh, and there's a whole lot in between there. Um, PTSD, um, addictions, phobias, things like that. um, And so in the the first 90 minutes, you identify, (laughs) you, you, with your client, you right. uh, you help them to identify the the problem. Right. And then in the three hour session, you, well, in between that, you construct a plan mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And then when you get back together for the three hour session, that three hour session is dedicated towards obliterating that problem. Exactly. Yeah. So if someone came to me and said, um, "I'll just use a, this is a, a fairly general one, but." Um, uh, I feel like um, I'm just not enough um, in the world. Yeah. Um, for you know my relationships, my everything. I just keep coming to this conclusion that I'm just not enough. Yeah. And so we would do extensive and you know, you know, questions and conversation about that. Find out kind of where it's coming from and what it's how it's playing out in your life and that sort of thing. And then based on all of that information helps me to know whether you've got a core belief about self that is keeping you from being able to move forward in these areas of your life, or maybe it's something that you value and we're going to work on what your values look like. Yeah. It's, yeah. It can be a combination of a lot of things, strategies that you put in place in life, um, habits, you know, addictions, things like that, that are, that are holding you back from... Um, the life that you're wanting to live or the performance that you're wanting to have. 
Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's. I'm pretty excited about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. All that laughing got me. Um, <laughs> it's also. Um, I have. I sent out to my email list, and I'll. I'll do it here on the podcast too. If you reach out to me before September seventh, um, I am offering five hundred dollars off of that. So, um, so that you have an opportunity to hopefully make that work for your budget uh-huh. and. Um, have a really beautiful um, breakthrough on something. Okay, so where can they sign up? Where can they uh, schedule a call with you? Yeah. Where can they go to find more information? Um, you can do all of that on uh, jessicatravis.com backslash breakthrough. And that will, and Jessica is obviously J-E-S-S-I-C-A-H. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> if you know me. No, Um <laughs> But uh, jessicatravis.com backslash breakthrough. Yeah. Um, or just go to my website and look at my services there, and it'll Got have it. a drop down for that. So, um, yeah. So, you know, in a matter of, what, four and a half hours, we can have a real, you know, life transformation. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Go check it out. And now, back to the show. Okay, you got your next cup of coffee there. You're calmed down. Yes. You're, Good you're, grief. You're not gonna, I'm embarrassed. You're not going to wet yourself over laughing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, if I knew if I kept going, I would keep laughing, and I would pee my pants. So. Okay. Let's start again. Okay. Man. So here, this. Here's the invitation. <clears throat> the offer, as you will. Okay. Hello, pretty mm. heart emoji. <laughs> I love, you didn't spell that. There is just a heart emoji. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. How are you doing? Question mark. Especially, I'll be happy if you text me back. Period. Especially, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be your sugar daddy, comma. Oh. Mm. Okay, yes. stop interrupting me. <laughs> You've got to let me finish the sentence. There's, then there's finish. No... Keep okay. going. I'd love to be your sugar daddy while you be my sugar baby. <laughs> my sugar girl and I'll be here to take care of you and get you paid weekly. My payments start from $5,000 if you're interested. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. Yeah. So so this is our account together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've already responded Yes. <laughs> if I mean, there are two of them there, so you can have your pick. No, no, for you. They obviously want you. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were responding for yourself. No, I'm going to be your pimp daddy, so he can be your sugar well, daddy. And uh, I just want to. The other one is. I am the... actually going to shout out who this asshole is. Um, it's his... a fake account. Oh, I you, know. You're gonna... But. <laughs> It's David Jackson, and the the <laughs> handle is David six seven four seven Jackson. Oh, everybody should look him up. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff right there. I am telling you, my my thought was, and we tried not to this talk. This asshole, about, he's offering us five thousand dollars. Yeah, weekly. Weekly. Well, Where it is starts, even the question he here. He says it starts from five thousand 
weekly. I could totally do better than that. I think you could, babe. Um, I really think you <clears> could. <throat> so. I mean, what's, you know, listen, we can deal with a lot for $5,000 a week. Well, I mean, at least we get paid for stuff this time. <laughs> time <laughs> rather than getting fucked for free is that what you're saying <laughs> anyway <laughs> so many rabbit holes there um <clears throat> yeah um, i don't understand what the issue is here i am on board with this i was thinking though we should find or take <clears throat> the craziest like beard enhanced photo <laughs> like of you and like just with my shirt off so all my soft glory can come through and we send it back and say sign me up baby yeah i'm on board where do i sign up i'll be a sugar baby oh <laughs> just say, what well, no it'll just say two words Yes, please. <laughs> uh, oh, and here's my account number. Can you please send that to me? <laughs> yes, go ahead and send the money here. <laughs> I don't take Bitcoin on this one, though. Um, mm, no, I would take Bitcoin. <laughs> it would have to be a lot of Bitcoin for that. Well, yeah, it would. I mean, it had to be $5,000 worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, which is, at this rate, is roughly like um, yeah. 0.25. I don't no, know. not even that. Point anyway, point one five is three. Yeah. 0.15 is three so yeah, so yeah, like point, point two two, yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the maths you just did in your head. I did. Um, they're small numbers, so <laughs> I can handle it. I have to check. I'm now. used to working with I small numbers. I have to numbers. check now and see if you got it right. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you did. See how so. close I got. <laughs> Depends on what the exchange is right now. This morning it was it was low, so. Let's see. Let's see here. So if we, you know, um, well, that ain't right. Something ain't right there. <laughs> Would you like me to do this work for you? No, because this is the this is very boring podcasting right here. So uh, Bitcoin's down around like twenty grand right now, I believe. Um, yep, right about right about twenty grand right now. Well, I didn't look this morning, but. So uh, if we divide that. No, what is 0. 0.22 Bitcoin? Just do that. I'm not doing that. Um, uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. No, it's an easy thing here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did my math backwards. I, I just used the converter. It is 0.25. It is 0. 0.25, yeah. yeah. W which is really stupid. Listen. This was the stupidest thing ever. People are going to be screaming at us right now. It, it's twenty thousand dollars is is the Bitcoin rate right yeah. now. He's offering five thousand, which is a quarter of twenty thousand. Of course, it's point two five. Well, it couldn't. I didn't know what the exchange rate was. So that was my guess based on what I saw our value at. Oh today. Jesus! Anyway, you're right. I'm the idiot. Yeah. Now who's the fucking stupid one? Oh God, don't do that. <laughs> no, I was just going back to my er, I when know, I was that's saying, for, but it's not healthy for you. That, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right. Just let's move on. Okay, I, <laughs> so we did get some uh, replies back. Um, 
from our last episode about flags. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've had some interesting conversations with people since then. And, we have. Yeah. Um, realized in one sense, we are not the only ones in the world who have felt this. Yes. Um, in another sense, there are some people who uh, feel very strongly that uh, they don't want their patriotism and the flag to go down with Trump. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, it's been just interesting uh, feedback and perspectives that people have um, shared with us. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and it's been an ongoing conversation for us. Um, and, you know, just in like, how does this how does this keep playing out? And where is the where, you know, where's the line um, between fighting to hang on to something, you mm-hmm. know, so that it's not uh, it's not stolen and abused, you know, <laughs> which, right. you know, I think the I think the American flag has been stolen and abused um, by a, by a certain mindset, mm-hmm. you know, or a certain group of people that are driven by a, a certain value system. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. It's bringing all those things together. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, so if, if I now put out an American flag, um, am I aligning myself with them or am I fighting to hang on to the original meeting? But but see, then this gets us back to, well, what is the original, what does the American flag actually stand for? Well, if it's about um, claiming territory from natives, then I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, then I'm like, then I'm like, well, that would be bad, you know? Right. Or Which they, is a big part of it. So or, I think it's you know, all the, for the founding of, of America includes, uh, you know, slavery, you know? Um, okay. Well then uh, that's not what I, that's not what I'm signing mm-hmm. up for. Um, or, you know, you know, things like that, that are, that are the extreme kinds of things. So then you say, okay, well, what? You oh, hear that? Yeah, it's just somebody it, back in No, the... it's the it's the septic. Oh, it is. <laughs> <They're> coming... <laughs> it was a garbage truck uh, a few yeah. episodes ago, and yeah, now it's a septic, septic tank. tank. Okay, so anyway, our septic uh, pumper. So that that's going to be fun to smell here in a mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Uh, so, um, as I was saying, um, you know, our, our country has definitely evolved. Now, it hasn't evolved near far enough for me. No, kind of <laughs> so, took a step back there for, you know. Well, because, you know, two steps forward, one step back, or two steps forward. I think we're five steps know, back. Five steps yeah, back, I mean, one it, forward. It, sure. I mean, you can you can make yeah. all those cases, right? But, I mean, that's <clears> kind of, that's that's not, un, you know, it's not, uh, I was going to say unnormal. <laughs> <laughs> abnormal uh, that's is not the word. Abnormal for, uh, for you know, a, an evolving organism to kind of, you know, you know, forward and back and take time and, and that sort of thing in the process. But uh, that was so unsciencey right there. <laughs> Nobody looked me up on that. I wonder if we're more um, interesting when we do have a splash alcohol? of alcohol in Yeah, here, maybe so. Uh, but, uh, so. But we have progressed. Okay, so in that sense, uh, you know, does the, the representation of the flag progress as well? Well, you know, so or or, you know, because, you know, one of the things we talk about is the 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 thing that we had such issue with that uh, with the the Trump campaign um, Mm -hmm. and was his 
was his, you know, dog whistle to uh, to all of these fringe groups was let's make America great again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, meaning let's go, go back. back and to to grab something that once was you know, yeah. all this change is bad. And I'm sitting here saying, uh, let's hold on to what the flag represented. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, how am I any different uh, by saying, yeah. let's go back to what the, the, or the flag actually represented, you know, let's go back to, you know, what patriotism <clears throat> actually means. Let's go back to, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I say, okay, well, I think there is a realm where, you know, going back, you know, could be a viable solution. I mean, if you take a wrong turn down a road um, and you end up in a in a place you don't want to be or a dangerous situation, it's good to turn around and go back and then take a different path, right? Um, so there, there, you can make that case for it. The other thing is, is um, at what point does does a symbol uh, evolve into something that I no longer engage with, that I no longer, I, well, I no longer want to engage with, that I no longer identify with? I guess is what I really meant to say. Well, and I think as we go, you know, last time we talked about value systems, and we could potentially, if as a society choose to every time you lean on that table it pulls my mic away um sorry (laughs) um we could evolve out of what we once valued as a collective and so if if we began doing that then then who we are as a nation actually has to change which i think for some people it actually is we're having those conversations that say i i don't connect with what the flag even originally meant um because I've come to this place where I I grew up thinking for a very large part of my life that the flag represented freedom. But I no longer see freedom as actual freedom unless we are all free. So when I look at the United States and who we are as a nation right now, we're not all free. Um, so when we fly a flag that doesn't actually represent all of the people, that's a tough one for me. I don't want to display it because right now it doesn't actually represent what we were told it should. Yeah. So. We can literally hear them pumping the septic tank out right now. Hang on. Okay, I think he's done. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you know, this has been, this has been one of those things where, like we have to, we've been having a lot of conversations around what is it that um, that we're holding on to? Mm-hmm. What is it that we're, you know? And so, um, and then the whole thing of you know the whole question of patriotism comes up and all that, and mm-hmm. it's like if if we don't identify with you know the the evolving of this country. Are we unpatriotic now? <laughs> Does that mean we don't support our country? Um, if we were, if we have ever contemplated, let's maybe look at other societies and mm-hmm. and, and try those out. You mm-hmm. know, does that make us unpatriotic? Does that make us you maybe know, un-American? Um, and you know, and these are all just uh, these are all questions that that come up. And and I think that the polarizing thing we have to be careful of, though is that 
patriotism doesn't get to to be harnessed by one group of people. Yeah. And and yet it feels <laughs> it feels that way because as soon as you question that system, you're not being patriotic. This isn't that different from what we experienced in the church in being called heretics. It's yeah. a very similar experience. But, but here, you know, in both of those things, um, uh, and in fact, this this comes down to lots of, I mean, it comes down to politics, and I guess those are the kind of the, the big the big three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, religion, politics, and and um, patriotism. I don't know. Maybe that's not, maybe. I was wrong. It's not sewer. It's gas. I don't understand. It's not oh. a sewer truck. It's a gas truck. What was he doing then? I don't know. It was very noisy <laughs> gas fill up. Oh, maybe because there's a there's a yurt next door. Maybe they have a propane tank and he comes in and fills the propane tank. Could have been know. that. Anyway. Okay. We're so getting rabbit, rabbit, <clears throat> squirrel, yeah. squirrel. Well, because it's you know we're on the road. Things happen. Um, and you know it it's it's us hanging on to what we think that it originally stood for, right? Um, what did, you know, and so in, in the church, you know, bringing that up with religion, we started hanging on to what was Jesus's original message. And then we believed we had knowledge that most of the church was missing because we saw something that Jesus was preaching that was not being followed in the church. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Well, what gives us the right you know, <laughs> to say that when, you know, there are literally, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of evangelicals, you know, saying uh, otherwise, you mm-hmm. know, um, when we say, you know. But, um, I guess, but I guess my point to that, though, is that there is a cultural norm within the church and within America. So we're talking about both of these things at the same time. Right. That says that if you question this loud group, then you are not a patriot. Or if you question this loud voice, you are now a heretic. Right. But it isn't about what you actually believe. It's about questioning the way in which it means to be an American or what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. And so then then it's it's quite polarizing or fear-driven that as soon as I start to say, hey, but freedom means this to you, freedom means this to me, which one of us is the patriot? Yeah. Um, and and honestly, I'm... It, but don't you think that it... Um, <laughs> don't you like how people say that? Don't you think as if a, you're going to think this? Yeah. <laughs> Speak that um, into me. Yeah. So uh, I tend to wonder... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even believe, I'm not sure, if it has less to do with uh, a value system of of holding on to what is this country about and and a value system of what does what is our what is this religion's you know point or, or that kind of thing, right? And it's more about a value system of belonging. Oh absolutely. Um, That's and what so is. uh Sorry, I, didn't, I was just. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So in that, um, you know, for instance, uh, you know, all this stuff came out last week that you know if the FBI raid on on mm-hmm. the Mar-a-Lago hotel and and or resort whatever it is, 
found a bunch of, you know, top secret, um, well, just classified. We'll just say that because there's different levels of classification um, and, uh, uh, you know, materials in Trump's possession. And, okay, so if <laughs> you were, you know, had a value of being pro-law enforcement, if you had a value of being, um, you know, patriotic, you know, and, mm -hmm. and a value of being an American, you would look at this and you would say, let's, we need to support the FBI for, you know, doing their job, going in there and finding this. We need to support the Department of Justice to, you know, to prosecute for, you know, what Law is very clearly a yeah. crime. Um, let's, uh, let's support um, the, let's, let's support our nation um, as, as patriots because having classified information in your personal possession um, is uh, is it, like it's like starts falling into like you know old timey spy stuff, right? <laughs> and so yeah. yeah, and so um, so let's uh, you know let's let those are our value systems. But instead, what we hear is Trump's being persecuted by the FBI. This is a witch hunt to try to get him one more time. We can, you know, and um, and those documents weren't really that bad. And, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Right. Um, and it's like, OK, well, then clearly your value system is not support law enforcement, is not patriotism, is not you know, right. <laughs> your your value system is support Trump. Right. right. And I'm like and I'm like. That is, again, that is, uh, that is just wild to me. Mm -hmm. It's wild to me that, um, that, that it is, that people are that blind to where their value systems actually lie. I think it's, um, I think they want to identify with a group of people, a member of something, and... And that's a deep need in us as human beings. Um, we, we all have it at some level um, to be part of a collected community, um, particularly like-minded. And um, can you imagine, though, if you were a strong Trump supporter? And there are, I mean, we see this on, on different programs um, as well. But And you come to this place and go, whoa, wait a minute. I am not as aligned with this as I once was. What does that do to you as a family member? What does that do to you as having been part of that community and strongly held like that? It's the same experience as when we question theology, we question our religious belief system, and we lose our community there. So it's all, um, one, it's all very similar, but I think it, you're right. It comes back to this deeper root issue that has less to do about what about what it's about and has more to do with do I have people yeah um it, which I think is <laughs> it's a very strong uh it's a very strong survival instinct mm -hmm. um for tribe um yeah. and it's and and it it comes from a place of ultimately of fear yeah. Um, fear of being alone, 
fear of being on the outside, fear of not, because then you're exposed, then you're open, which again, go back to, you know, you know, Neanderthal era. That was very true. (laughs) If you're, if you're on the outside, you're going to get eaten by a saber tooth tiger. Again, don't check my science on that. I'm not sure if those two things coexisted. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm. I haven't they really. They do in Pixar. Boned up on my on my uh, evolution of mankind timeline. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but in something like a saber tooth tiger, <laughs> sure a cave bear. Might not have been Pixar. Might have been Disney. I don't might, know who did that. Yeah. Who did Ice Age? Uh, no, that was uh, that was DreamWorks. Oh, so yeah, I was that wrong was the altogether. that was the an, the anti Disney, the anti Pixar. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we are so squirrel today. Oh my gosh! Uh, so uh, you know that was a very strong instinct. But when you carry that forward, we have to find new places for that to exist. And so, you know, we build cities, and you know, or we build communities, towns cities, Mm -hmm. you know, to belong to so that we're not on the outs. And so we can, you know, we can be taken care of, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, by all kinds of means. Um, But there's not a whole lot of danger of of being outside of that other than, you know, just the communal need that happens there too. So then we, we, okay, we say, okay, well, we got to get tighter on that then. So we look at religion and it's, you know, we belong to this religion, we belong to this, okay, let's get tighter. We belong to this uh, church within this religion, you know, um, we belong to this home group within this church, within this religion, within this community, within this mm-hmm. city, within this nation, right. you know, <laughs> right. and it just kind of goes out from there. Right. But it's a, it's this, it's this thing of saying, if we're on the outs, we are exposed. Mm-hmm. And, and so the the value, the higher value at that point is belonging versus expanding versus thinking. Um, So when you start to feel like you are vulnerable, mm -hmm. you start clinging more Mm -hmm. and more tightly to belonging. So. So uh, what does somebody like Trump do then in his campaign is he elicits all of the fear points. All of the fear. He like mm-hmm. he stirs up the fear, so that you want to, so that you are because back forced. is better. You were safe back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back was better. You were safe back there because you had jobs. You didn't have to worry about immigrants coming into your country and taking your jobs. You didn't have to like you had money to pay your bills and to buy food and your communities were safe from outsiders mm-hmm. and you were I mean all of these you know so what so so what is he he promises he says I'm going to I'm going to bring your jobs back which are unsustainable like we like literally we're moving our our mm-hmm. technologies, technological advancements are moving us beyond those jobs. Those resources are 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 dying off. Those or uh, they should die off. Yeah, or they should. Or we're realizing they're harming our planet. We must move beyond these things. But no, we're gonna we're gonna bring these things back. So it was it, again. It's it was just, just yeah. It, uh, or we're gonna we're gonna build the wall. You know, and we're gonna keep those keep those evil immigrants from you know trying to cross our borders and get into our country and you know because they're going to rape I and murder. I think it's really and... just so we can't throw some of them 
out of this right. country. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe he actually thought if I build it high enough and long enough, they can't throw me over. <laughs> That's that is exactly what he was not <laughs> thinking. So, um, so uh, you, you, this is, and so the the this thing to belong. Okay, so what happens in that? Well, then they start um, they start saying, you know, well. It, we're patriotic because we want to um, we want to keep you know mining coal. We're patriotic because we want to drill for more oil. We're patriotic because we want to uh, protect our borders and and keep you know, the illegals out those those evil illegals out. We want to you know hold on, on to capitalism. Yeah, on and on and on yeah. and on. All these things. We're patriotic because. We want to do those things that protect our country mm-hmm. and that protect our people. Which flows they, into the military as well as a yes. high value. And and I'm not I'm not giving my opinion on military in general. I just think it falls into that category of safety. We need our military to keep yes. us safe. It and in in that too. I mean. Law and order, right? We want law and order. So we have to, so we're patriotic because we support the police, you know, Mm -hmm. we're patriot, you know, all these kinds of things, right? It becomes the new patriotism. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so it's so patriotism, the word patriotism begins to morph into something else Mm -hmm. because the only people who are claiming it are the people who are fighting for something that's actually very anti- American. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's really... when, when we think about that, the, the birthing of America, of this nation, was people fleeing a, uh, a, a, what they would call a harsh regime, that they wanted to pursue freedom. They wanted to pursue freedom. <laughs> Which they did at the cost of removing somebody else's. Yes. Okay. So, <gasps> so I'm not getting it, but I'm just saying, but yeah. still, that was the basis of, mm-hmm. of what the country was founded on. And it's now about control. It's now about, um, you know, it, well, all it's, those it's about managing fear. Yes. I mean, ultimately. And, um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> you and I have this conversation regularly and we stop ourselves mid sentence. You tell me about something you saw on the news about this FBI raid because there's new information coming out right. all the time. And we both have this thought. I usually say it out loud. Well, finally, this time they're going <laughs> to. Nope. 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 He's going to get away with it. <laughs> and uh, and it's I think it's that sadness that fear has that much power that we can stop seeing what's actually really destructive right. for us as a, as a whole. Right. And, um, you know, I don't, I know there's a lot of people leaving the country. I hear about the expat conversation more and more all the time. As we travel, we haven't gotten out of the U S yet. Um, but we plan to do traveling across the borders. And, uh, I can't say that I wouldn't be interested in, you know, relocating outside of America. Um, if there is a possibility that life can look different, there's always exchanges. But um, but I don't right now identify with um, who our country says it is. And that's a, that's a real struggle for me. On a regular basis, it's a real struggle for me. Um, you know, so may- maybe I just have to 
add expatriate to my ex-evangelical identity, you know? Like, I was a heretic, and I'm not patriotic, well, and I mean... So, I mean, this is a time, I think, then, to say that, you know, okay, well, what is actual patriotism, then? And I think actual patriotism is a, um, is a, is a love and support of country. But that does not mean that loving and supporting everything this country a, a country does yeah um and so it just means that that i am that i uh, i align myself with with this place um it's my home it's where i was born it's it, all of that right you're going to read a definition i am cuz i'm actually really curious <clears throat> okay, when ahead. you said that um so the oxford definition of patriot is a person who vigorously supports their country and and is prepared to defend it against enemies and detractors. Yeah. Now, what <laughs> So you have to define every single one of those things. Yeah, but but here's 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 what is very I think special about uh the oaths that like law enforcement take and and things like that, uh military take is that against against enemies, right? Mm -hmm. Foreign and domestic, mm -hmm. and I and I think that's the thing that um, that that really gets mixed up nowadays in patriotism is when we say no 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 okay well what isn't what is a domestic enemy well that's just that's just somebody who goes on a shooting spree like at the you know in our schools or in a mall if you're or something. in the Trump category okay. then it's a liberal yeah I'm I'm saying something else though right oh, okay now. um so and I would say yes that is that's a, that's a clear that's it, a domestic enemy is somebody who tries to harm from the inside. Right. But I think there are other domestic enemies. And I think that there are other domestic enemies is, is those who would uh, seek to, uh, to steer our course in a, in a direction that go, that violates the, uh, the principles upon which we were founded. Now, I think that America was founded on some wonderful principles. I I don't uh, I don't love how all of that carried out through our history. Yeah. <laughs> I should say I, I detest a lot of it. Um, we've talked about that already, right? Um, but I I I am so in support of the principles that we were founded on, right? And so if I say that I am, you know, I would vigorously defend the principles upon which this country was founded on, then, uh, then somebody who tries to steer us away from those principles is, would be considered a domestic enemy, right? Now, let's not take this, it doesn't mean that every enemy has to be dealt with in, with the military and bullets right, or bombs. It just means that uh, defense of that can come in a lot of different ways. And I would say in that case, I still do consider myself a patriot. I consider myself someone who's, who believes this country was founded on certain principles that was, uh, that, that was desirous of freedom for every man, woman, and child, right? That was a place that was the great melting pot where, you know, give us your tired, your hungry, your poor, seeking to be free. I don't remember. I, I probably butchered that quote, but that's the general idea of it, right? 
those are the principles that I'm like, yes, right? The the freedom to uh, to not be controlled by uh, by religion, the freedom to not be controlled by um, government, by government, by dictatorial power regimes, you know, that sorts of things. And I'm like, yes, I am a patriot then. Um, and so this, it, but it, but isn't that isn't that exactly why Colin took a knee? He was calling out the the domestic yes. enemy of racism and, I, and ab- inequality. And I absolutely support him in that. I, I mean, and uh, as we do. I mean, that's right. that's not a that's not a question for us. But patriotism in that moment was redefined as saluting a flag. Yeah. No, you're a patriot if you salute the flag. And so Colin Kaepernick did not salute the flag. He took a knee while the national anthem was being played and the, and the flag was being, you know, saluted hand over heart, you know, right. whatever else. Right. Um, and so everybody said, ah, 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 he's not a patriot. You're unpatriotic if you take a knee, you know. And it's like, n- no, that. That is in that is in violation of the principles in which this country was founded on. The principles in which this country was founded on was not uh, respect for a flag. The flag was the symbol of of the principles, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it was a representation. If you see this flag, then then what is what is in in you know what is all. In within that, the symbolism, the ideals, the that all of that was the the principles in which the country was founded on, mm-hmm. um, and and so when people begin to rewrite narratives and when people begin to say no, this is about protecting our borders, and we're like, mm. okay, um, we this isn't about protecting borders because borders don't need to be protected. If you want to talk about protecting people from harm. Let's absolutely talk about that. Let's absolutely talk about we don't want people harmed in this country. So we need we to don't? so we need to protect them. And I would say we have we have a, a far greater threat internally from mm-hmm. gun violence <laughs> than we do from uh immig- immigrants coming in, right? <laughs> um and so uh, you know okay, so you know, we want to talk about, you know, defending our people and keeping people safe. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, that aligns with my value system and what I believe the, the principles of this country were. That it's a safe place to be, right? You're safe to, to exercise your freedoms here. If you want to talk about the values that our country was, the, the principles our country was, was founded on is safe borders. I don't even know what that means. Um, or a border that you can't get into, uh, that is that Let's is that take is take down the Statue of Liberty while we're at it. Yeah, it, you have now yeah. changed the course from the principles upon which this country was founded on, and I consider you a domestic enemy. Again, not in a you should die sense, <laughs> but in a um, but in a uh, I would I will I will fight against that in appropriate ways. Right. Um, it, it, there's so there's so many parallels here, and I, and I wanted to say two things. One, I think the reason why we have a group of people who choose borders over changing society to get to the same 
solution, which is safety and freedom, right? Right. Is because a border requires hard work, very tangible, like we put money in, we put labor in, we get something out. We get a wall. We get a wall, right? We can see that wall. We can, we can touch that wall. Right. Versus something that requires um, it requires something different. Intangibles. Intangibles, but it also requires us to think differently. Mm-hmm. It requires us to change a bit of who we are in order to get to the same outcomes. Um, and so they're two diff- very different approaches. And I'm sitting on one side of those approaches and saying, that's kind of an easy way out, but it won't last. Um, and looking at the other side and going, if we all evolved and changed who we are, the borders would be completely unnecessary. The money wouldn't have to go there. You know, we can have that conversation, right? Right. Now I forgot my other thought. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there was something. Okay. There was something else in there. Um, but anyway, um, I just, th- I think it's, um, I think it's an easy, easy way out. We don't have to change to build a wall. We don't have to change who we are. We don't have to ask more of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's sad. It, it p- pits us against other human beings. Um, I, I am not. I'm not pro-America. I'll just, I, I'm really honest about that. I am pro-human. And wherever I'm at on the planet, um, I will be pro-human. Um, I'm not interested in being pro-country. Um, because I, I really feel like there's a much bigger picture at play than than what, rights america has there's countries that laugh at us because we we're rudimentary at how we understand freedom um we don't we don't get it we're so individualistic when it comes to understanding freedom yeah but i don't i don't think we were always that way i i think that we the the success that this country has had um in terms of you know position in mm-hmm. terms of wealth, in terms of, you know, opportunity, all of those kinds of things. And you could go with some other things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Military might and power and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think uh, it came about because of a radical new way of thinking, a radical new way of, of, of approaching society, of saying that we're going to do things differently. And I think that um, I think, I mean, maybe unarguably, we changed the scape of the world. Mm -hmm. And and I think that there has been in many ways that America has been a positive influence on the world. Now, I say that with with full recognition of our evils also, Mm -hmm. Um, that we we haven't done everything right. In fact... (laughs) We have really fucked some shit up along the way. We've done tremendous amounts of damage, that sort of thing. And so, but I also believe that uh, that we are no longer leading in those same ways. Mm-hmm. 
we are we're uh, how they say resting on our laurels. <laughs> We're, we're, we're resting on our past successes and believing that they will carry us forward into the future, even though we're becoming, I think, increasingly lazy. And I'm not talking about being lazy in work ethic and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's not the point of yeah. all of this. I'm talking about lazy in our thinking. Um, mm-hmm. We have become incredibly lazy in our thinking, and, and that, has, uh, that has derailed us. Now... In that, you know, I I would say uh, I am not pro American general thinking. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm not pro America. I, I and and we may differ on this, and I think that's totally fine. Um, I am again, I I am pro the principles the country was founded on. And so long as those principles are front and center, then um, I am I'm I'm a patriot. But as soon as again we begin to divert from those principles, then uh, then I am not pro that. And so, if the vast majority of Americans begin to divert from those principles and the country begins to look more like a diversion of the principles from the, the, the original founding principles, then at that point I would say, well, I was a patriot. I can no longer be a patriot because this country no longer resembles what the, what the things that I valued. Right. Um, and so, and I don't, I think we are I think we are dangerously close to that right now. I think we are dangerously close to that. I don't know that we have gone too far yet though. Mm. Um I, I know I'm I'm talking about what I, I'm not talking for both of us right now. I know. Um and so uh in that you know do do I want to go you know visit other societies and and possibly even live in other places and and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. But that's not because I think somewhere else is going to have it better or someplace has got it all figured out or they're not doing anything wrong or any of that kind of stuff. I've kind of given up on humanity in that sense that none of us are ever going to get it right. I'm less concerned about that anymore, though. And I'm more concerned about being a like if if I'm not if I was ever to not be an American citizen any longer. So a true expatriate where I, I, I'm saying I'm done with this country, I'm out of here. It would be to become what in my mind, even though there's no classification of this, a world citizen, mm-hmm. um, an earth citizen. <laughs> um, and uh, it, I'm just I'm, I'm I know, trying to I know, finish. I know, but I, I know you have something to say. Well, because you keep going and I, there's a thought I have back. And so I don't want to lose it. So my, I'm trying to hold okay. on to it. Go ahead. I'll, yeah, I was going. I was. I was. Ahead, I kept go going because I was going somewhere with all of that. That's where it was. It's a citizen of the world, right? Yes, all peoples. I. This is where I would disagree with you, um, because recently, mine, Shock. mine, and my daughter's rights were taken from us. Yeah, and so I do not align with the America that I live in right now where I do not get to make the choices about my body that you do. And I, I now have two 20 somethings 
living in this world where they're afraid of their rights for fertility, um, with their doctors, with everything that has to do with them being a human being, those rights are now um, up for question and up for debate. And depending on what state they live in, even more so. So when I look at, you know, is there a better country out there? Yes, there are better countries out there. Absolutely. There are countries that value um, women at the same level that they value men. We're talking about the sexes. We're not even talking about my right to own weapons or shit like that, which is a whole nother conversation. I don't care how big our military is because I'm already unsafe in this country. So when we talk about a domestic threat, we're already here. Um, and that's just, I'm, I'm a white woman, so I don't even have the reduction of rights that other women in this country have. Sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over it. And I'm not looking for men to stand up and change the world or change America and fix what just happened in the Supreme Court. Um, frankly, I don't really trust the men who've been in power up to this point to do that. But those were women who are sitting in, on, that, um, on that board of justices that made that decision, too. Women got us to this place, too. Um, so. Agreed. I am no longer safe in this country. And my daughters are no longer safe in this country. My grandson is not safe in this country. So, yeah, I think we're already there. And that's that's a space I would disagree with you on. Yeah, I, I, I don't see, see the values. I, I don't see, see the freedom. I, I guess, I mean, what I was saying in there is that those things, I wasn't trying to say those things don't exist. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not there what I was trying to say is I, as I'm not convinced that we're at the point of no return yet. Like I am very curious to see what happens in the next election cycle um, to, to see if the, the stealing of these rights from women, for instance, uh, if that will affect our election cycles in what I would consider a positive way. <laughs> and I say, of course, a positive way aligning with my thinking, you know, mm -hmm. um, if it if it if there is a swing in the election cycles because people are responding to the stealing of those rights and you could lay out a case for how they were stolen oh absolutely um then uh then i would say okay well there's there's still some hope um if if it does not affect our election cycles or if it goes even further pendulum swing the other way you know more right Mm -hmm. more restricted, more all of that, then, yeah, I'll, I think I may, that may be a real solid case for me to say we may have reached that tipping point where this is the point of no return. Like where, like if, if, if we're going to, if we're going to rise together and collectively come together as a country saying, yes, we want less rights for women. Yes. We want less rights for, uh, you know, immigrants. Yes. We want less, you know, on and on and yeah. on like that then I would be like, okay, well, th that's the direction this country is headed in now. Um, it's, I, I can't be on board with that anymore. 
Yeah. Um, I, so do you, do you understand, I mean, do I you do, understand I the do. difference of what I'm saying? And I, and I understand, understand that you may be there already. And I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I don't share your optimism <clears throat> is I think where oh, I'm at. Oh, it's not optimism. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. You aren't sure that we're at that tipping point yet. Yeah. And, and that's, that's your personal, like you have an idea of what that tipping point is. I am no longer optimistic that our, as a country, we have the ability to uh, balance this issue of justice because we go through 2020 and a pandemic exposes um, who we are in terms of rights. We see horrific slayings on TV by police officers. We see, um, now that we're outside of the quarantines, we see mass shootings and huge, huge balls dropped as a society on protecting our children. Um, my daughter is concerned about what, what it means to send her child to school in America. My daughters were raised in an era unrealized by me until they were adults how much fear they experienced on a daily basis having shooting drills. Now, we were down a slippery slope with not just women's rights being changed, being taken away, but the, the potential direction that this can go and what power religion is taking in this country. Um, I, I'm just not optimistic. I, I would like to be. I would, I would like to be able to tell my children, you live in the best country in the world. They wouldn't believe me for two seconds. They don't feel it. They don't see it. Um, so I don't salute the flag. I don't sing the American anthem. And I haven't done that for probably close to 10 years because I don't feel free here. I don't, I, you know, when, when I started my new podcast, Liberate Your Story podcast, um, before I knew what I wanted to talk about, but before I recorded a single episode, I really struggled with using this word liberate because I I didn't want to diminish what liberation meant to the history in this country for black Americans, um, for Native Americans. Um, I don't even, I probably even said that wrong, I think. Um, some things are so ingrained in me from a childhood. But I didn't want to take that. As a white woman, I didn't want to take that word from what it has meant um, to the people who truly have suffered. But in the middle of this podcast, I went ahead and I, I moved forward with talking about liberation because I couldn't, honestly, I went through the dictionary looking for all the different words I could use, and I kept coming back to this word because this described what I was going to talk about. And then in the middle of this, what happens? The Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. And I realized that liberation was the right word. That that is what we're looking for. We're not looking for power. We're looking for equality. 
We're looking for the same opportunity. We're looking for the same medical care. We're looking for the same, um, the same right to dream. And it's, it's not here. It doesn't exist right now in America. We have a false idea that because we can start a business, we can buy land, we can do some of these key American things that we're actually free, but, but we're not. I can't even drive my car without having to buy insurance that, frankly, we hardly use. You know, it's like, I'm not actually free. I don't actually get to decide. I can't, I can't drive around in this trailer and just park anywhere and stay overnight. It's not a free country. So everything has to be owned. Everything has to belong to someone because it doesn't belong to us as a collective. So I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I'm kind of at my tipping point. I, I want something to happen in America that tells me I'm wrong. Um, and man, I'd jump on that train if it was there. But sorry, I didn't mean to bring this all like way down, but the reality yeah. of it for me is it's it's real. That's what yeah. the reality is real. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about what you said. Um But we've been on here a long time. Well, what I was gonna say is I'm learning <laughs> and I am not going to uh I'm not gonna speak from privilege right now. So I'm just going to sit on with what you said. Um, and it's <laughs> really Seems odd to hit that button. Really inappropriate <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Road stories. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it was inappropriate. It, no, it's okay. You, at some point, you have to you have to cut the tension in the room, and you just have to you right. have to move forward. Well, I did it. Because I mean, I know you. You're a problem solver, and if you could solve that problem for us, you would do it. But you can't. It's not up right, to you. Right. Um, we can talk more. Oh yeah. Personally, I think absolutely off podcast. We can do that. We we can have a conversation. We're allowed off to talk off podcast. the podcast. <laughs> Uh, my road, road story, story isn't funny, and it's not even uh, it necessarily that story. in in you know it was. I had a whole place I was going to go with it, and after this conversation, it's you know it's just going to be to no. I think it's absolutely appropriate. Yeah, yeah it, it was that we were last week. We you know went to lunch at a Mexican Manzanita. food restaurant in in Manzanita, Oregon. And, uh, which again, it's, it's so funny to me. It's like this little beach town and we're there to eat authentic Mexican food. Every other place was closed. <laughs> like open right. up your food places. Right. So, uh, anyway, uh, as we're, you know, we're seated and there's this, this table of like these four old white dudes and they are just having the loudest fucking conversation about, you know, Trump and, Hillary's emails and and you know the way w things ought to be and all this kind of stuff and we're sitting there and there's like a, another uh, uh, I was gonna say another elderly couple sitting close to us but uh, that doesn't mean another 
like us. I meant another like them. Mm. <laughs> the other table of old farts. Um, and they were just kind of like not having much conversation. Every once in a while, we would almost kind of do a side, long, <laughs> side glance at them to kind of see if they were as, yeah. you know, if they, if they were thinking this conversation was as ridiculous as we were. But we couldn't help. I couldn't help but laugh oh, out, my, loud out loud several times because I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous, yeah. you know. And it, again, you know, we're... <laughs> We're in this, you know, Mexican food restaurant in the middle of Manzanita, Oregon, um, beach town. It's, you know, upper central coast of Oregon. And uh, and but everyone working in the in the Mexican restaurant had Mexican accents and all that. So, you know, obviously had come into the country at some point. Right. And here's this group of white dudes, you know, talking about Borders all the things they care about that are like, and I'm like, it's so fucking inappropriate. It's like, it's ridiculously inappropriate to be here talking about how in support of all this. And way ask for more chips are, and salsa. And then ask, yeah. you know, your, your server who is, who is like uh, not safe in, because of the policies that your yeah. way of, of, of approaching uh, politics, uh, you know, constructs, right? I don't think I said any of that right. <laughs> I was searching for words every word of that <laughs> sentence. Um, anyway, uh, and they still have to bring you another bowl of chips and salsa with a smile on their face, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It's so it, it was just so... But the thing that struck me in it more than anything wasn't just that they were having a conversation that I didn't agree with. It was the same goddamn things I've been hearing for six years Seven yeah. years now, seven years, seven years, probably seven years now, the same tropes, the same. And it's like, don't you guys come up with something fucking new, you know, that, oh my God, it was just, it was, it was tired. It was so tired. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I just hiccuped and tiring. Um, yeah. Anyway, so not a funny story, but it is a road story where we're just like yeah. out and about. Here we, we are. We couldn't even in this have place. a conversation because it was so it was it, loud. Yeah, yeah, and it was like I and it was so yeah. distracting. Yeah, too. Yeah. so distracting. And I call them the old farts, not because they're old. Well, they, they were, uh, but no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying old people are farts. I'm saying they were farts. And their their farts were old. <laughs> <laughs> they were farty and old. <laughs> old farts. <laughs> I am intending to be disrespectful to that group of old white dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I think if they had gotten on the topics of women, I would have just. You might have said. I, I would have stood up. And yeah, and I would not have stopped you. Uh, do you have a road story or? I do. And it's actually something Quit you. banging your Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was something you pointed out to me. I think it was yesterday at the laundromat. Oh, yeah. The spiderweb truck. <laughs> yes. This is a much more entertaining I road so story. wish I would have taken a picture of it. <laughs> we totally should have. Yeah. Um, it wasn't there when we came back, but I was actually nervous about leaving our trailer parked next to it. Because he was like, parked right. He came in and parked next to us. Ooh. So we were already and, there. And we get out and we get our laundry and we go over to the laundromat and you're like, look at that truck. Okay, not kidding. It was covered it was like, in spider webs. It was like Spider-Man had just released the webs and covered the entire truck. Yeah. I've never seen I've, anything like I've that. I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen, like, uh, we, we took a truck from 
uh, or bought a truck from Joey's uh, yeah. mom. Yeah. And it had been in there a long it had time. Been in a, had, it had, had been, been sitting stuff. in a barn for right. a bunch of years. And it. Nothing. Nothing, nothing like on that. It had dust on it. This, this was covered like, in spider webs. Like. Like a and layer, not like, like I don't know how he opened the door. Not like one big spider web was like draped over the truck. Like individual spider webs in every kind of crevice that a spider got web in could... it and drove it. If that's on the outside, what's on the inside? Like I was seriously it freaked was out. Wild. It was so fucking I'm wild. I'm so sorry I didn't get a picture. I know. Cause... I didn't even think about it. I was just I was so disturbed. I was so disturbed. Well, at first I thought it was just like in this one spot, like on because I think I saw the tailgate at first, yeah. and then. I just kept looking, and it's like that thing that, like, the light opens up and you see all of it. And I was like, oh, my, I don't even think I've been in a forest. I don't think I've been anywhere where yeah. I've seen that amount of spider webs. Yeah. And he drove, and they didn't fly off. Yeah. That was a good one. Road <laughs> stories. That was a good road story. Yeah, that was. that's what road stories are supposed to be. Oh. Dude. And uh, then I was like, is he going to the laundromat? Because is his clothes going to be in there? Is he going to be he gonna have spider in there? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so where we're headed next is south. Yeah. So we're just going to head down the coast a little bit. Um, we're going to make a, a stop for a few nights. And um, what we're hoping is a, is a forest service park right on the beach where you can actually sand park dunes. in the sand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Um, it is Labor hit, Day weekend, so we'll It's Labor see. Day weekend, so things are going to be a little leaf. Uh, we're planning on hitting Lincoln City, and then um, and then the weather should start clearing up by next week. So we're planning on heading back into the uh, the Portland-Vancouver area, and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll kind of go from there. That's probably where we'll be recording from next week. McMinnville, maybe. Yeah. Well, we have, yeah, we have friends in McMinnville, so we want to stop there and then. Um, yeah, I so, need to get my hair done. So yeah. Kelsey's going to do my hair. Your hair's did. Yeah. So, but we really should get out of here. I think this is probably going to be our longest episode Ugh. ever. So, yeah. 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 We'll see if well, anybody I gets ho- to this point. Yeah. And if I hope you get they- to this point, just shoot us a, a message and say, we did it. <laughs> there you go. I did it. I don't, I'm not assuming. Or you can tell us what, what for and why you don't agree with us or, <laughs> yeah. you know, we didn't yeah, exactly but I just want to know if anybody gets to this point. So. But all right, we'll let everybody go and we'll get on with our stuff too. So, okay. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>